Here I am, Eladino, I'm with Patricia. Hello, Patricia. Hello, how are you? Doing great, doing great. So, so far we have a rainy day today in New York City, uh, where we are airing our podcast. Uh, you are welcome to participate. You just have to send us an email. Let us know that you uh, want to be on a Latino podcast. And That's right. um, just talk to us. Uh, you can do it via Zoom. Over the phone, uh, in person, you can show up now. We don't have any restrictions. You, you're uh, just... Lifted. Yeah, exactly. So you can show up. No no mask needed. No social distance needed. You don't need a mask <laughs> coming by subway. Exactly. So yeah, it's a great place to be in New York City. Now the fall is coming. Students are back. The city is moving crazy. And uh, there's a lot Getting of people. Crowded, a lot of people, yes. yeah. Crowded, Definitely. crowded city in New York. Um, so, yeah, please send us an email or contact us at Latino Podcasts uh, on social media. We are on Apple. We are on uh, many other, whatever you listen to your podcasts. We're there. And we're here to listen to whatever you have to say. This is the place where you can exercise your first amendment right. And tell us your story. Welcome once again to the Aladino podcast and today we have with us our guest speaker Rolly. Hello Rolly, how are you? Hi Elaine, how are you? And Patricia. Hello, how are you? <laughs> so nice to see you after such a long time. Exactly. Right? That, that, it is long time. How, how, yeah. do, how, yes. do, how do you pronounce your name your last name? My last name is Chohan. 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 Yeah, Chohan, actually. Chohan. Okay, okay. I didn't want to I didn't want to mess up your last name. So <laughs> Rolly Chohan. Uh, tell us, tell us. Uh, so it's been a while since we've seen you. Uh, yes. actually we met you like what 10, 12, 15 years ago, something like that. Yes, you I, I think I met you in 2009 or 10 when I just come back from India. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's <laughs> That's a long time. And you've been all over New York. So take us take us back on that time. Take, huh? take us back on, on those days. Back on those days. Where were you doing back on those days? <laughs> yeah, uh, I came back in, um, in January of 2009, I believe. Uh, yeah, or February. But uh, yeah, that's when I had finished my medical school and internship. And I came back here. And uh, then uh, I, I loved photography, so I took a nice uh, professional photograph of mine when I landed here just to make myself feel better. And I put that on my social media and it started attracting all of you, all these uh, big media and uh, <laughs> fashion industry people. So that's where it started. And then oh, uh, I, I'm just so surprised how I attracted all this media uh, you know all my media friends and uh, so you said you said you like this on shows and i started walking fashion shows and you know the whole um it's a long journey <laughs> but it's been you, said, you, said, imagine. you said that you finished uh, you were finishing a um, medical school from where you came from yes i finished medical school from india um my med school is a uh, Funded BDS, uh, I mean, funded BDS, postgraduate uh, university of medical. I mean, it's, it used to be called PGIMS Rothak, but right now it's 
postgraduate University of Health Sciences, Rothak. So it's in a small uh, state called Haryana in Northern India. That's where I graduated from. Uh, and um, I have to, yes, shout out to my medical school, my professors, my classmates, uh, all my friendships that I made there. And I still keep in touch with a lot of them right now. And uh, it's been quite a journey. I mean, uh, and then before that, I was an undergrad um, pre-med at Queens College and City University of New York. So I have another degree from there. That's where I did my bachelor's before medical school. So, and, and back in those days, that's when your father was alive and he, he is a doctor as well, is that right? And then you got the support of your father because he was a doctor? Yes, my father was, uh, he was a doctor. He was a well-established doctor, a physician. I come from a family of doctors. Both my parents are doctors. And uh, even my uh, grandfather, that's my father's father, he was also a doctor. So it's, it's kind of been a family tradition that, uh, you know, being born in this family, it was like taken that I will always do medicine and I will follow their footsteps. So uh, I tried to do that to the best of my ability. Can you, can you explain to us or to people, who want to our listeners, how that tradition works because we see it on the comedy sector on the movie that if you don't become a doctor in india then you're nobody so is that true or is just too much comedy that they put onto it or how how true is that you know that myth or that that you have to become a doctor in the family you don't have to become a doctor uh, it's just uh it's one of the top professions that the culture honors. Um, most of the people, like when they're raising their kids, they want their kids to, you know, they tell them you be a doctor or you be an engineer or one of those fields. And uh, they don't really encourage the creative fields that much. So that um, my participation in my creative life and all that I have made happen now, that's been completely my effort. Uh, my family never encouraged me for that, but um but yeah uh, it uh, like almost all my friends i mean if, if you look at the indian society a lot of them they do end up becoming doctors so yeah that's how it is it's just uh, a tradition it, it's taken that you know it's just we go with the flow yeah <laughs> and is it easier to become a doctor in india that's why they recommend to become a doctor so what other professions are in india that they can choose to, apart from computers which we know that in, in india society with computers are top notch yeah that's another field that's out there software engineers uh, that's uh, you know shout out to that group of uh, professionals uh, a lot of indians do go into computers well, what was your question about medicine? I'm sorry. That is because of um, medicine is so popular or so easy to enter into medical school in India, then they, they choose medical school? It's, it's not at all easy. Uh, only the topmost uh, students get into med school in India. And uh, there's very tough competition. And um, you know the population of India, it, you know, all the students, they have to really be on top in the top, I, I don't know what percent it is exactly, like five to 10%, um, you know, very strong students, only they get selected. A lot of students, they don't get in the first try. They, they keep studying for years and keep taking these entrance exams and uh, they get in through entrance exams. 
for me, I went there as an NRI student. So uh, for me, the conditions were slightly different and uh, I, I got in through and uh, they had, uh, I think 5% of the seats uh, which were open to, uh, uh, you know, uh, students coming from outside India. So I got in through that and uh, it, was, it was very competitive. It was one of the most painful periods of my life. Um, all my classmates, they were like super, super smart. Like, you know, they could, they could memorize books and, you know, they were very intelligent. And uh, I, for me, uh, it was very hard to just, you know, navigate through the whole journey. And uh, a lot of times I felt that I was not up to, up to how, you know, how competitive and intelligent my, my classmates were, wow. so. Awesome. Yes. And then you came to New York and followed those steps in New York and and then what happened? Yeah, uh, the thing with me was uh, I was not a poor student. Uh, I graduated with honors uh, from New York. Uh, you know, uh, I graduated with the most promising student award upon graduation from Queens College, City University of New York. And so, uh, and I had a 3.66 GPA out of 4.0. So I was myself an honor student. It's just that uh, being in that big uh, pool of sharks where everyone is like, you know, top of the medical profession that really made me feel like I was out of place sometimes. And um, it's very competitive. This field is very competitive. I found that, you know, it was painfully hard to survive. Nobody cares if you are, you know, you are struggling. You have to be competitive. You have to just, you know, control your emotions and and be competitive. And I, I don't like that part of it. I, I'm more soft, you know, I'm more empathic, empath empathetic. And uh, I, I would like, you know, I have a soft side. That's why I'm more creative. That comes, uh, you know, that comes out in the other fields. So that's why you decided to go to the the photography side, the entertainment, the fashion, the the industry that uh, New York offers, and all that glamorous life. Yeah, I uh, ever since childhood, I'd always I loved colors. I used to paint as a kid, mm -hmm. you know. Had all these paintings and I, I loved colors that was a part of me always from the beginning and uh, and you know I, every time I'd go to my mom and you know express my paintings and you know show her any of that stuff my mom would be like no you go and study this is not going to you know get you anywhere in life and uh, it was like a part of me that was not encouraged and uh, so I it, when I came back, I was uh, first of all very happy to be back from India, and uh, because I grew very homesick there, I suffered a heartbreak there, and uh, I came back here, and I was literally in tears when I landed at JFK Airport, and um, I came back home, and uh, then I just decided that I'm going to bring myself out of this depression that I I am in, and and how I did that was by focusing on things that made my heart happy, which was colors, which was all the beautiful stuff. Um, all, every, every tiny little thing that I love to do, I focused on that. And uh, that's how uh, my whole life blossomed this way. Mm -hmm. So may I ask, so uh, you said that you love art and that's your passion and that's how you uh, use it to, I don't know, 
as a form of meditation or or make because it makes you happy so do you paint or do you do some other form of arts and plus photography as you mentioned oh yes uh, right now i do a lot of uh, freelance digital work for which i actually get paid and uh blossomed in other ways. Uh, I'm very tech savvy as well. Uh, I design flyers and banners for whoever needs and I also make apps. So those kind of things uh, have, uh, you know, my artistic talents are very, you know, they're clearly seen in those areas. And um, yeah, I, I try to, I mean, it's something that I enjoy, actually. I truly. So when you said you build apps, you mean you developer, you develop them? Yes, yes. I have my own uh, team of four people. We go around developing. And uh, I also have uh, a digital uh, e-commerce store, which is in the works at Etsy, where uh, a lot of uh, artwork will be available for, you know, downloading and as well as business work. Oh, so that you, sounds great. So the 100% true representation of the Indian culture, medicine and computer technology, <laughs> which is yeah. great. And, and Bollywood too, right? And Bollywood too, which is entertainment. Oh, yes. I've always loved Bollywood. I mean, you know, it's so much part of me. Uh, it, you know, it's my way of uh, being part of my Indian cultural heritage. I've always loved Indian clothes, Indian songs, uh, Indian food. So uh, as a New Yorker, Bollywood is my way where I can actually participate in those kind of activities. Mm -hmm. And and how 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 felt uh, how did you felt what what did you feel when you arrived in New York and when you started discovering all those uh, areas of entertainment? I first of all uh, I got invited to some events, some red carpet events, and I went over there and uh, I met all these designers and um, and then I got invited to some TV shows and. Uh, that's how it, uh, you know, kept evolving from there. Um, yeah, I, I've done a lot. What was your question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, how did you felt being welcoming in New York? Did you felt very welcoming? Did you feel? Yeah, like... It's my home. <laughs> it was it is home, home sweet home. Yes. You can ask in my hostel in India how much I cried to be back home. I was going to run away from my med school so many times and. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I love being, I love being here. Awesome, absolutely. That's nice. And uh, regarding the fashion, you recently had some, uh, you won some prize recently for Bollywood. What was that about? Yeah, um, I got an award from uh, one of the top Bollywood actresses, uh, Sara Ali Khan. She, she, she just came at Bindu Kohli Entertainment by a wonderful lady named Bindu Kohli who, so they organized some empowerment empowerment awards uh, for the South Asian community, and uh, they give they gifted me one award through the um, you know by the actress. So I was very honored. Thank That's you. Awesome. That's great. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> you just see how just just loving and doing what you love takes you to surprising places in life. Yes, and all, all the knowledge that you have with the computers and technology and also with the medicine, you, you have, you know, the steps ahead to survive and succeed in, in, you know, in all the areas. Yeah, I just had a depressing experience in medical school, but uh, 
other than that, I, uh, I'm happy that I'm a doctor. I have this medical sense that I can walk into a pharmacy and uh, look at the medications on the counter and know what exactly the medicines are for. And uh, I, I have this uh, sixth um, medical sense uh, that, that's always with me, even when I'm not uh, actively practicing medicine. So that really helps in my life. And um, I'm very honored. Uh, I mean, I very proudly carry that doctor label because of that. So it's, it's given me a, an additional intelligence, I, I should say. Yes. And do you think that one day you will go back to do that like a full time? Like, okay, let's open my practice and practice medicine? <laughs> Um, uh, right now I have put it on the side. Yes. I look at my books every day and I still have, uh, you know, I still feel like one day I might go back and open the books and I might, uh, you know, reignite my, um, uh, so-called burnt out, uh, feelings for that profession. But, um, uh, for the moment, I, I just put it on the side. It's something that I can I can pick up any day that I want. And if I really want to see patients, I can go back to India and then you know spend a few months there and see patients there because I am licensed to practice there. Exactly. Yeah, you could do some uh, volunteering job over there or open your own. I don't actually get paid there if I go. You know, my parents, my mom, she just tells me you go back to India and practice there. I mean, if you're not able to, I mean. It's, I've made a life here, which I love, and it's much more exciting than what my life was in India. So that's why I'm not going back to India. India, and I love my medical degree. Thank you to all my professors who, who made me a doctor. And uh, but uh, it's like now I have a choice. I'm not I'm not dumping the degree. I I have a choice. Exactly. Uh, an option if I, if I want I can pursue it I can even take retake my exams and uh, and make it happen in the U.S. if I want to but uh, it's it's an option now for me it's not a necessity because I have other streams of income which I'm very successful at right now absolutely so you having that degree being a doctor uh, back home when when the time came of the COVID-19 those dark times in New York City what was going through your mind about the medicine? Do you think that that was a very fast way of they develop, you know, the, the, the COVID vaccine and all those steps? Were you, what, was, what were your thoughts about through that, through, the, through that dark period of New York? This was the worst thing that ever happened to me and my family, you know, because my dad was affected by this. I never thought something, you know, from the hospital will kill my dad. That was the, uh, you know, biggest thing because he always, I mean, I always viewed the hospital as a place where you can get well and come back home. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in the first, when the first few cases hit New York, my dad got exposed at the, and uh, he was the doctor. So he got it from his patient and uh, it, he came home and he told me, really, I got exposed. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, I just, I, I didn't know what to think. And uh, I, I was in a kitchen that morning and every time I passed by him, I would stop by and, and, and I asked him, are you okay? How are you doing this morning? And, um, he, uh, you know, his, he got fever and his oxygen started declining and he had to be taken back to the hospital. And uh, 
and you know, his condition just went down and he got put on ventilator. The day he put on ventilator, I just felt like I didn't know who to ask for help. I had friends who called me up that day and I was like, please just do something. Somebody save my dad because he's, he's been intubated. Yeah. And after that, it was like, uh, it was all hell every day. Uh, every day I would be calling the doctors three, four times, as many times a, a day as possible. And uh, I saw how the medical, you know, medical field functioned at that time. They were not able to do um, much with this new virus that had hit, you know. Even the doctors were, uh, you know, they were limited in what they could do. Mm -hmm. uh, that, at that point, um, I did feel that, you know, if I was practicing medicine, I could have done more, but um, I don't know what I could have done in that scenario. As you all know how this virus hit us at yeah. that time. And my sister, she's a, a, she's a practicing physician. So she was very helpful in, uh, you know, in talking to, the, to my dad's doctors and, you know, talking all the medical values and medical reports and discussing and trying to figure out what to do and, uh, you know, trying to do the best we could to save our dad. And uh, unfortunately, um, my dad passed away. And uh, I have just, uh, I miss him every day. So, but, I still, you know, I want to do what I want to do in my life. I know I come from a medical family. I know it will honor my dad if I go back to, you know, and finish medicine, mm -hmm. you know, because he worked so hard to make me a doctor. He paid for my medical training. He paid for my undergrad uh, college education. He, he sat down every day and he really, you know, taught me medicine before going to work. He was, he was always with me. And uh, I, it would really honor him if I, if I finished my medical training in the US. And I know that, and that sometimes does haunt me every day. Uh, so I might do it for him, but I, I also, if I just do it, I want it to be for me as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, if I feel beaten up, if I feel the same kind of anxiety and depression that I felt when I was in the medical field, uh, previously, yeah. I might take a step back and I'll just leave my degree on the shelf. But um, I don't know, maybe I need some help dealing with that phobia that I have developed towards the field. But but um, for now, I've just put it on the, on the shelf. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give it time. Give it time so you may come back and then you may be in a better position uh, mentally to continue yeah, you have to feel that you are ready, right? Yes. If you decide yeah, time and I can try again, you feel like you are strong enough or you want to do it, then you can, you know, you, at least you have some perspective. So maybe it's just the time that you need to do, right? So. Yes, uh, and uh, I, I took this time because um, the medical field doesn't allow us to take time off. Uh, it, uh, the whole curriculum, it's like you do this, uh, you finish med school, you do the internship, you, then you move on to residency. They don't give you a time uh, to take a break and to actually do soul searching and yeah. to get yourself together. Uh, I think, uh, you know, this is one thing I would really like the medical community to do, to do for all medical professionals. Just let the medical professionals breathe for a minute. Uh, let them, um, you know, 
get themselves together. Uh, there's a lot of burnout in this profession. There, you know, physician suicide is at, a, at an all time high in this profession. There's a lot, you know, I think um, taking this time off from medicine has benefited me in, in a lot of ways. I love my time off right now. And uh, I mean, it's not off because I'm doing a lot of things, but- uh, If you do what you like. Huh? You do yeah. what you love. So yeah. I think I'm, that's more important. Right. And I have a very um, nurturing touch to everything I do. Like even in my, uh, uh, this business, the tech business that I do, I, sometimes I get people with, who come to me with their problems and, and, uh, I, you know, sometimes they are crying or, uh, or whatnot. So I tell them today you go home and do something that makes you happy. It may be as tiny as having your favorite meal or going to to get your uh, manicure done or do something nice for yourself because the world is out there to beat you up yes mm -hmm. absolutely yeah you have to take care of yourself yes but, you know through career whether it's through uh you know whatever mm -hmm. you make sure you do something nice for yourself that you truly enjoy every day that's what I hate advice. Yes, you have to, you have to uh, do whatever you do is you do it to please yourself and enjoy your happiness for yourself, not to anybody else, because there is a lot of people out there that they will be so happy seeing you fail in anything you do. So you cannot listen uh, to all those negative okay. thoughts outside. You have to fulfill yourself with your own joy and your own positivity. So that way you will reach the goal of. That's uh, why I'm uh, happy because I nurtured my own self uh, because I saw I was I was feeling like I was in a depressed pit and I, I felt beaten up. I felt nobody cared for me. I felt like whoever I would say they would, you know, whoever I would share my problems with, they would think that, oh, look at her. She's a failure. Yeah. She failed or she's not practicing medicine, she's this, she's that. I'm like, who are these people to even comment on me or my life or what I'm going through? Exactly. You know, I then at that point, I took a step back and uh, I just nurtured my own self. And I, I decided that I'm going to do what makes my heart happy. And that's how I kept moving. And I, and I started with very tiny things, just like enjoying my favorite burger or, you know, just like I said. <laughs> and uh, I started actually with photography because I, I love beautiful photos, you know, like uh, the right click, the right, uh, you know, every time I take a picture, the right picture gives me that thrill that, that um, you know, uh, so I started with photos actually. I remember, so that's I, I, yeah. I remember when you bought your first camera, the Canon 50. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use that DSLR still, but yeah. I was at the party with it, remember? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the 60, and you say, oh, I need help. How do I use this? I only know how to press the button. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I took really good pictures with that, if you notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a start, it's a start. You have to jump on it. You have to jump on it and start and doing it and... You know, go with it. We'll go with the flow and enjoy the moment. And look where you are now. Now you have so much experience through so many events and social events and every you ever you even went to my movie premiere, right? At the Hamptons. So even you show up uh, at the Hamptons to my movie premiere. Yes. So you've been doing a lot of great things. Yes. Yes. 
uh, at that time, uh, I was pursuing acting at the Actors Connection and uh, under my acting coach, Barry Shapiro. So uh, I was trying to, uh, you know, see my, you know, my talent in acting. So I was surrounding myself with all great talent like yourself. And I came to your movie premiere, uh, Foreign Nationals was your movie? Yes, Foreign Nationals, yeah. Everything, uh, about, everything about foreigners coming to America yes. and getting deported. <laughs> you, you performed phenomenal, Elaine. I saw your acting. You could like say the way you said the whole script. I, I you know, that's what I have a problem with. In my acting class, uh, you know, I, you, I had a problem with memorizing the whole script exactly. Like, you know, yeah. it got, a, a, you know, even one single word like and or the between, you know, in the whole script, then the director would get mad. So uh, I have to like improve on my acting skills. Acting is difficult. It's not as easy as everyone uh, talks but, about. But nowadays it's getting more and more easy with technology, it's getting, Super easy nowadays. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. He doesn't need to say only one sentence. I'll be back and that's it. That's the whole movie. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, you've got a lot of uh, scripts in that movie, uh, long, long scripts. That takes talent with, you know, to say all that with, uh, you know, all action and memorizing. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. But, they, but, but then uh, you, you have done like that, you did a the, the fashion show, also you were a fashion model. Tell us about that, the plus size fashion model. When was that? Yeah, uh, my fashion life starts from this uh, organization called uh, IFAB, which is, it stands for International and Indian Fashion Arts and Beauty. It is run by this wonderful lady called uh, Dr. Juhi Jagyasi. So she, I used to come to fashion events, you know? So one day she asked me to, uh, you know, to walk in one of our fashion shows. And uh, nobody in my life uh, ever asked me to walk because I was always this curvy, chubby kid, uh, you know, growing up. And uh, so she was the first one who asked me to walk. And uh, I, I just took the chance and I, I wore her uh, dress that she had and I walked her ramp. And that's how I started walking ramps. And we, I did a lot of uh, shows like we even walked for the Wow Collections, uh, which was at uh, Miss World DC pageant in Washington DC at that time, the, uh, the DC part of the pageant. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, I participated in her uh, beauty pageant uh, for the title IFAB uh, Plus Model of the Year 2019, and I won that pageant. Awesome. So, nice. Yeah, that was my first, uh, you know, beauty title. I was like, wow, I now I have a model title, and this. Was <laughs> You know, I had never even thought. So that that winning that thing was a uh, was huge for me, Elaine. I was like, I was this chubby kid in the class growing up, which no nobody liked, and no guy would ever want to look at. And uh, you know, and, and so I, I was. So it, it's just a. Uh, it was big for me, and then I started walking more ramps. I got to walk the New York Couture Fashion Week. I opened the fashion show. Uh, for the Sun CQ label by Bethan Couture, designer Bethan Couture at New York Couture Fashion Week. And that was another big thing. Uh, I'm very proud of that. And uh, because I've been going to New York Couture Fashion Week since 2009, and I used to watch all those models walk up and down. And I used to be like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. And so those things. And then the latest uh, right now is I have been uh, chosen as one of the 
founders of the Vogue Club of the official Vogue magazine by Anna Ventor. Mm -hmm. So I'm part of the Vogue Club now. And uh, this is just amazing how my fashion life has just evolved. Yeah. Very happy. Congratulations. It's all in all your, your achievements. You know, you have a lot of things uh, that you achieve and a lot more to come because the sky is the limit. So the, yeah. as long as you have determination, that's the most important thing. You're a determined person and you can do anything you want to do. You can do it. Yeah, my fashion achievements basically come from my love for arts, colors and uh, beauty and, you know, just simple love for that. Because uh, if I was determined, I would be competing and I would be like, you know, a, a lot of other models who compete and do a lot more. But uh, all these things just happen by themselves. And um, I'm very happy and very blessed that, uh, you know, somehow destiny got me and made me a model and doing all these wonderful fashion things. And now I get to attend meetings with Vogue editors and CEO. Yeah. <laughs> And are you considering or ever uh, crossed your mind that you would actually like to design clothes or that that's not something you would like to do? Yes, I've definitely been doing that. These days, I'm, uh, I was, I'm very much into designing shoes and stuff. So I was like, look, I'm not really professional. My favorite shoe designer is Pamela Quincy. I'm sure you guys know. Exactly. I was going to say, are you going to be competition for Pamela? <laughs> no, my competition. I should topmost. Uh, so I actually Googled and I, I learned how to like put the sequins and the crystals on the shoes and, and to create different patterns. So I do that in my free time nowadays. And uh, it's just, uh, I do that just for myself, but no competition. She's my, uh, you know, role model. She's, uh, she's the topmost and I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love her and consider her as the best shoe designer. So um, yeah. This is something, but uh, I, I'm always looking for arts and crafts and, mm -hmm. and nice little things to brighten my day. And uh, that's that's how I live. I say no. So it's possible that we hear in the future that Rolly is the designer of a new line, right? Yes. <laughs> you didn't say no. <laughs> He's working on it. He's doing yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I know. Yeah. you. But right now you consider it your design. Uh, you consider it just for yourself. But who knows that in the future... Uh, your line will be available for purchase, right? Really? I don't know. I don't see that at this no. moment. But maybe if I turn out to be that good, uh, because, uh, you know, we are all surrounded by our really top designers and everyone here. But um, I just do it, as, you know, because I like to. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's great. All right, yeah. Rolly, we are out of time. Uh, we want to thank you very much for talking to us to be here on the Aladino podcast. Uh, is there anything else that we missed that you want to touch on it? We got the one minute left. Um, yeah, other than that, I do a ton of all these things. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a currency trader as well. I do a lot of finance work. That's my third uh, hand, you know, <laughs> third part of me. So my life is basically medicine and all this fashion, glam, entertainment and finance. So three major parts of my life. But thank you for giving me this honor, you know, to discuss so much on your exclusive TV show and which is on all big networks and everything. So I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Did Let's... you did you did you get to buy the penthouse in Manhattan? You were looking for a penthouse in Manhattan. You bought it already? So I no, can visit you. 
let me make my first million from currency trading. That's it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the way I function is like first get your money straight and then you can pursue your dreams and, uh, you know, your freedom and whatever you want to do in life. So, yeah. And, since, and since you are into the finance world, what what do you see with the economy in America? Recession coming up? Uh, yes, the dollar is going to go down. And um, it, it doesn't matter uh, because I learned how to trade. Uh, I make money even when the markets go down. So uh, trading enabled me to uh, analyze the charts in a way that I can profit even when it goes in the opposite direction. Absolutely, absolutely. That, it's, it's always good. Either if it's up and down, it's always good. Huh? To have to have investments in training, you know, trading. Um, I, yeah, definitely invest in the right places and you'll be fine. That's what I say. And diversify your portfolio. Absolutely. Awesome. Great. Thank you very much again for being on the Aladino podcast. And uh, we hope to see you again pretty soon in out there in person <laughs> in another event or even in the studio again. You, who knows? You know, New York is New York City. So. <laughs> Glad to have you. And thank you for interviewing me. I really appreciate this, Alex. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Rolly. All righty. There you have it, Rolly. Yes. Oh, that was awesome, Patricia. Yes. She has a lot of... Uh, that's lot a woman with a lot of hats. With a lot of hats. 